0: And you know what that means, it's time for a new episode of the It's Canon Podcast The podcast where we talk about all things geek, the podcast where we talk about all things pop culture The podcast where we talk about anything and everything, because as it says in the name of the show Everything and everything is in canon We're hosts, I'm Boris, and as always, I am joined by Phil
1: This is my intro this week Atta boy a boy. I love it. Enjoy that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just saying it's been a couple of days, and I know we're not a sports show, but because it is in canon, it is in canon, I'm going to say it, that Canada is qualified for the World Cup. Fuck yeah. So it's- that deserves a cheers. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. I'm Canadian, but no. I am sorry. <laughs> Enjoy it. Love it. Yeah. Enjoy it.
0: It's, you know, Haley's 36 Comet years. Ali comment
1: has come. Exactly. 36, <laughs>
0: 36 years in the making. Let's fucking have fun. Enjoy it. You know, this is, is it's been crazy, like especially like, you know, with our involvement in the sport. It's crazy to think, you know, I was telling, I forget who I was telling. I think it was a friend. Uh, you know, it, it's almost full circle that, yeah. you know, from 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 our personal involvement. With the yep. CSA, the Canadian Soccer Association, and other organizations, you know. Uh, and it was just fitting that it was against Jamaica where we finally qualified because, you know, back in 2008,
1: 2008, it, yes.
0: 2008, it was against Jamaica where, you know, we really put, you know,. Uh, Put our money where, we're, where our mouth is right? Like quite literally yep. in a sense um, and, and, and really started working With the CSA, with Ticketmaster And other people and, and, and tried to actually make Canadian home games Home games for Canada
1: Yeah, it started out As a little vision And full congratulations to the Voyagers And full congratulations To Jamie, I saw coverage On Sportsnet With him on the TV Giving interviews along with Mike and Whole bunch of other people. So uh congrats to you guys. You put in a lot of hard work. I know we did a lot of work together. And yeah, you you know, good good job, everyone. And it was a pleasure to see. And uh many congratulations to both the men's and the women's team because the women's program really helped the men's program too, and they're equally successful with all their endeavors. So it's good to see. I know we're not really a sports podcast or anything, but it's just one of those things that perked me up on a yeah. nice Sunday afternoon. That's for sure.
0: Exactly. It was a perfect way to end the weekend. Um but yeah, dude, it, it just feels great, you know, and then we'll see where where we end up later this week on Friday what uh what group we're in. And it's crazy. It's crazy that it, yeah. you know we can get excited to this level now.
1: Yeah, it is funny. I was just I was actually just washing my hands and thinking Hmm, I wonder, are we going to be in the group of death? And then I thought, who cares? Yep. <laughs> like, at least we're in a group. You know, <laughs>
0: it's crazy. It's honestly crazy to think. It's crazy to see, you know, we've had players not want to come into Canada because pff, what's Canada? And now we have players around the world who are coming, who are Canadian, who choose to play for Canada, even though they have, you know, the the ability to play for another country.
1: Yeah, well, you're going to get playing time, especially if you're good. So I just hope it's like what we're talking about on the news and all the coverage that it's sustainable. So not only are we in this year, I know we're going to be in the next World Cup because we're part host, but going beyond that, that Canada is now a regular in the the division, in the conference versus, you know, that every 36-year thing. So, yeah. It's good 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 news. I felt good for you Boris. Um, I'm glad that you got to catch it and uh, yeah and celebrate it. Yeah, exactly.
0: All right, so pretty simple show we're catching up on video games. We're gonna talk some TV at the end but before all that, Phil, how's everything else going Aside Canada from Canada making the World Cup How's everything going? What are you
1: playing? What are you watching? How is life? Uh, playing, watching, Um, Tiny Tina's uh, Wonderlands dropped. And I had this moment where I've been playing Horizon 2 on the PlayStation 5. And I have some Twitter people that I follow and interact with. And they were saying, you know, okay, finished Horizon 2 just the other day. About to get Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. And there was some hesitation on their part. But I egged him on. I said, you know what? Do it, dude. Like, I I think you're going to be fine. Because he he found that he didn't like Borderlands 3. I totally get that. There was a point at which the humor was a little bit pressing. And the story was a little bit annoying for our age groups. So anyhow, he took the plunge. And one thing that I didn't realize. And this opened up a whole Saturday evening of youtube videos for me and that is it's the same person voicing aloy as tiny tina in ashley birch and then i went on the time capsule that i somehow missed and i watched about five hours worth of hey ash what you playing and it was the funniest investment in youtube and i'm so happy i have youtube premium without the ads, but oh my goodness, was it ever, I showed one of my friends, the civilization one and it, it, there's apparently a version of civilization where all the players could gang up on one player. All the players could form an alliance and declare war on one player. And that player had one recourse available. And what is it in this episode? Ashley goes in and her dad and her brother and her brother's wife gang up on her, but she's the States. And then she pulls out a six-foot-long purple dildo and starts slapping them with it. Oh, God. So you had the old Civilization version and the Saints Row 3 six-foot dildo, the purple dildo, all in one episode. And I'm like, this is such a retro video game nerd thing. And, yeah, it was a time capsule, man, of pure comedy. So it was interesting because her first job in voice acting was tiny Tina in Borderlands 2 that her brother co-wrote the game. So she got her foot in the door and now she does virtually everything like she's doing anime um, you know video games everything and I enjoy the humor I really do I know it's it's juvenile and whatnot but sometimes you just need to play a game where your brain cell can laugh at the absurdity of it and and what is it Andy Sandberg? Is one of the voices. Wanda Sykes is one of the voices. Will Arnett is the bad guy. Like this thing is a star-studded masterpiece of video game here. Yeah. And it, it
0: is pure entertainment. And again, like you like, you know, you're naming like you know a list celebrities. And it's just crazy to see that the video game industry is able to attract these eight game celebrities more and more.
1: Yeah, and with like virtually no advertising budget on this game, they they didn't splash this game around. It literally just started showing up, and then people reviewed it, and then it caught, kind of virally. I think it's going to do really well. The game itself is a lot of fun. It's a, you know, instead of a dungeon master, it's a and D ripoff, but it's a game within a game. Yeah. And in this case, it's the the dun- like the Dungeons and Dragons equivalent in Borderlands, but Tiny Tina is your BM. Yeah. <laughs> so. You know, it's everything you need to know right there. I know it stands for something. I really I it's just hilarious to me that bowel movement is part of the, the code. Of course. And yeah, so I, I'm eating it up, not literally but figuratively. And uh yeah, the cast is really impressive. The jokes are calling back to the older games, and the humor is on point for me. It's incredibly sarcastic and witty. And yeah. Uh, I I would, you know, a, a game in, in review, it's not a review of a game, but I would wholeheartedly rec- like recommend this game for anybody. And the fact that it's got multiplayer, cross-platform multiplayer, which wasn't working on the weekend, but you do get a golden key for it. It's just, a, it's, a, it's a good time. It's a good yeah. time if you got a few friends that enjoy that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, very cool.
1: Very fucking cool. What have you oh. been up to? Man, I have
0: just honestly just been so busy like um with my own stuff in terms of the st- Sunday nights main event stuff. You know, this weekend is WrestleMania. This week is yeah. a, an absolute shit. show. I think over the next 5 4 or 5 days I'm doing like 10
1: shows. Uh oh. so yeah.
0: Really We even had a
1: WWE event here in Toronto, right, on Sunday. Yeah exactly exactly it was a oh. house
0: show yeah it was just it's just a crazy week uh, so trying to you know work around like so many people's schedules so this is essentially my weekend you know after reviewing like doing uh write-ups for some shows over the next few days i'm going to be doing i still have to do my NXT show which is going to be tomorrow um we're doing a special WrestleMania preview show for everyone um with all the hosts that's being recorded tomorrow as well Thursday we're recording a like uh, Matt and I are recording a worst top 10 worst uh, matches of WrestleMania history that's going to be released April 1st so like April Fool's Day um, have impact wrestling that I need to do a write-up for on Thursday Friday ROH Ring of Honor has their pay-per-view um you know and then on saturday at 1 p.m there is the first nxt pay-per-view that's from 1 to 4 p.m and then wrestlemania essentially goes from 6 to midnight well timed both saturday and yeah. sunday with live shows to follow oh
1: jeez! Yeah. good yeah. luck with that yep that's all yep. i can say man i don't know how you do it because I, like, watch one soccer match, and I'm like, yeah, I need to do something now.
0: <laughs> oh, trust me. That's exactly how I feel. So, we'll see, I don't know. The next few days are going to really be uh, testing a lot of stuff for me. But, yeah, I think, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Like, at the end of the day, I think it'll be fun. It's always fun interacting with people of, you know, of, of fans of certain genres and stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it's it's going to be a fun. It's going to be busy. But, you know, I, I wouldn't be uh doing all the shows if I didn't really actually like it. But, you know, it it's it's that's that's basically where I'm at right now. Um and then you know trying to whenever I can, you know, stay up to date with stuff.
1: Uh, you know, Snow piercer. Oh, I I've got one for you. What Sorry, you what was that? Snow piercer. Oh, Snowpiercer. Oh, God. Yeah. You know what? We'll have to do a proper concentrated dive on that. Let me, let me, I'll sum up the season. I need to catch up on.
0: Was the season finale. And this is, this is essentially how the season went.
1: Oh, you're actually keeping up with it. I
0: wasn't, but I was told to by my friend. She, she just is like absolutely loved it. I'm like, okay, I'll continue the show. And yeah, the, the the season started off very slow. It started off like just literally off the rails. Um, and then I am, yeah, it, it got better. It really did get better. And then kind of the past three weeks have just been some of the best stuff. And they ended mm. this season on such a cliffhanger that they they have me hooked into next season already.
1: Well, I can't wait to do that then. I really can't. Now, speaking of wrestling, though, I got a link to the wrestling thing here. Did you watch the Academy Awards? Uh, <laughs> I didn't watch it, but. You know, I think everyone knows I bet happening. you saw. Yeah. Yeah, the the, the slap. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I've never seen anybody, like, such a reaction in the media. And I thought, holy cow, is this ever a pure demonstration of the power of pop culture? But, you know, I haven't said much about it. And I really don't feel like I have much authority to say anything about it. Yeah. But I will say this, out of watching it all, I'm like, when you have two... A-list celebrities disagreeing live on stage And I understand the sensitivities around The disagreement But you know for a fact Like if I'm sitting at Yuck Yucks And I'm with a date Or even the the comedian on stage picks on me Right? It doesn't matter It could be me, my date, whatever I basically have two options I'm either going to heckle them a little bit To see if I can get the heat off Which I don't think in my mind would ever work out the way I want it to. Yep. Or I can laugh along, and if it gets bad enough, my third option is I can leave. Okay? Like those are my options. And yep. I think that that's the options of most regular people. Now when you're two A-list celebrities, you have the option of I'll see you at the after party and we'll have a conversation. It's not like I'm going to have a t- like I would have a tough time getting access to Chris Rock. But Will Smith is going to be able to just go up and say, "Hey, Chris, don't make fun of my wife. That's nope. off limits. Like, you know, can you apologize for that or whatever? Like it, it's a simple conversation to be like, "Oh man, I thought it was funny. I'm sorry about that." Whatever. It's a conversation between two adults at that point. And no matter how juvenile it gets or whatever, it's not on the world stage. It's it's a gossip column in the paparazzi afterwards if it gets out of hand. Exactly. But they did it this way. And I'm like, "What? Were they watching too much wrestling?"
0: <laughs> Honestly, you never know what these people are thinking. That's the unfortunate part. Here's here's my thing. Like at the end of the day, whatever, they can have their beef, you know, whatever. Um, it's the precedence that it's setting. Similar to what you're saying, I'm gonna take it one step further. Now, a comedian what's to say some, some 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 idiot's not gonna wanna do the same to some random comedian at a random mm-hmm. comedy bar anywhere
1: in the in North America or in the world for that matter. Yeah. Like, that's the concern. Like, we've already seen such a deep erosion when it comes to political figures and the way that people relate to them now and how it's disrespectful. Not that I think it has ever been super respectful, but like there was things where I saw in the last election campaign here in Canada where people were throwing rocks and gravel at the prime minister and stuff. Yeah, I'm like, you can disagree with them all you want. I'm not here to tell you how to think or vote. But you shouldn't be throwing things at people. Like, it's that simple. Like, there's there's just rules of conduct, especially yeah. people who are running the country, whether you agree or disagree with them. I don't think you're allowed to do that. And it's the same thing. I just can't walk up to a comedian on the stage at Yuck Yucks and just be like, hmm, here's my hand. Whap. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, At the end of the day, that's what it comes
0: down to. And that's what bothers me about this entire thing is that it's kind of. Setting some weird precedence, and you know there's gonna be a, a knucklehead somewhere who thinks they're gonna be funny. They're gonna try this to some local comedian, and something's just gonna explode.
1: Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna pull the gun out of his pocket instead of the open hand.
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? Like the world uh, we live I don't want to joke like, about it. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, the world we live in now. Like you you said that kind of just off the cuff, right? But it's 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 insane how.
1: How it how, how close. true it is? Yeah, yeah, it sits close like the news. Ugh. Like you know, if it's not pandemic, it's something that happened involving yep. a weapon of some kind. So, oh, anyhow, I hope the two settle their beef. Seems yep. like they have, and let's just stop watching the Academy Awards. <laughs> I know, right? That that's that's. We that's can just read thing. the headlines the next day. Like, oh, Dune got six. Yay. <laughs> yep.
0: Yep. <laughs> Pretty much.
1: So all it means to me, I'm like, okay,
0: yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, there was something I wanted to ask you. I forgot what it was. Oh yeah. So some people have sent me a message. Uh, Tyler will be back next week. Um, basically he he he's, he went through a few things. Um, personal stuff. You know, and 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 my whole thing here is, you know, this is geek therapy no pressure. That's why sometimes some weeks you're not going to get an episode if we're just like just so busy or not up to it. You know, we we try our hardest to get an episode up, but sometimes it doesn't happen. Yeah. Um anyways, Tyler's been going through this but he has he's been super busy actually. He's uh recorded a shit ton of interviews. He has about like oh, yeah. th- you know, uh this amazing mini series that he's working on on cryptocurrency, NFTs and that world uh the digital world so i'm really excited he's uh yeah it, it, he's he's been hard at work and and you know i just cannot thank him so much as much for his contributions oh um, yeah the discord lights up all the time my phone's just like bing tyler's online <laughs> yeah exactly and like boris hours like you know it's 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 the crazy hours but yeah so we're going to be doing that uh you know we're going to be finishing up those episodes and by we, it's the royal way, aka Tyler, and uh, you'll get those episodes. Up. But yeah, he'll be back next week as we inch closer and closer to episode one hundred
1: here on the It's Can and Podcast. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, like we said, it's much more than a hundred, but officially one hundred. <laughs>
0: yeah, that that that's the funny part, right? Like I honestly, I can do like I can I can do the math. But uh, yeah. I
1: did it once and it wasn't it wasn't nice. It, was like, it was like I, I, I bypassed my hundredth episode ages <laughs> ago. Yeah, I
0: know. I know. You know, it's, I, I actually had a friend asking me between all the shows that I do, how many episodes oh, of one of a podcast have I done? And it's not as much like for me, it's not as much as I think, but I think it is a lot because I think I've I, I'm in the 400s right now, like total.
1: Yeah, but you had a pretty long run with this show. Yeah. Previously I mean, joining. Like well Yeah,
0: but that's what I mean. It doesn't seem as long, but it
1: it is long. hmm I don't discount it at all. I think that's an impressive number. And uh long live it's Canon Podcast and long live all your other endeavors of men in short pants wrestling one another. Yep. You know, here's the thing. I would one day love for it's
0: canon podcast, and I'm not saying that I'm, this is like in my thought anytime soon. This is just you know, big mm-hmm. picture thinking where I don't even need to be the host of this
1: show anymore, yeah. I know it's ideally it's got its life it's got its life but the thing is it needs it needs pop-up Boris you know
0: <laughs> I know trust me honestly that's how the Sunday night's main event must feel with Jason right like Jason has taken such a step back he's still heavily involved in the background right you know um, yeah just you know he's he's taken a huge step back and I've kind of done a lot of a lot of that stuff uh yeah and like the producing the planning and all that fun stuff that goes on behind the scenes it's crazy how much
1: work goes into just a simple podcast man oh i i believe believe me i know i think our listeners know because literally when i have to sit in the hot seat it's i do fly by the seat of my pants and i think that that shows so you know i i think the only time that i've felt confident in taking on the lead on this show has been when I could put a lot of time into planning but lately it's been something like you know we call up you and you go oh I can't do it tonight something's come up and then we're like alright what do we think the episode's going to be and let's yeah. try recording something you know <laughs> Tyler and I will sit down and like you wouldn't believe it but we kind of totally made up the whole thing about opera versus musicals on air <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what's funny
0: though it's 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 because like I can send you because I, I have notes and I write notes sometimes, but I can like you know i I feel like you can tell if it was an episode that I was going to host and talk about versus something that you
1: and Tyler, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 but that's kind of individuals expressing themselves in different ways too, but that's that's the whole point in trying to put together a three person show right is to get the different angles is to expose so that all the listeners can identify with one angle or two angles or maybe all three or it opens a mind or it closes one. I don't know, but there's, there's a dynamic to it that I've always really enjoyed the, the attempt at. And sometimes it works really, really well. And sometimes it takes us time to get onto you know like a a piston striking in an engine to get our timing where we're all in sync and sometimes we're not in sync but that's that's part of the fun though too is to when you get everybody on the same page and you get the experience that you need and the familiarity and whatnot then it becomes its own thing and that's kind of nice Yep,
0: exactly. And and yeah, that's that's part of the fun as well at the end of the day for me. But, uh, you know, like as serious as we take this show, as good as we want to be for the listeners, as as, as, as you know, as, as especially the loyal listeners, I want to be as loyal to them with giving them episodes as they are listening to us. At the same time, I just want to have fun with it. Right. Like, you know, yeah, the, the,
1: the, it's got to be fun. Yeah, exactly.
0: All right. Speaking of fun, not too much to talk about some video game news some TV news. Then we're going to call it a week. Uh yeah, you heard the type of week I'm going to have. So, so so you know, yeah, I am going to rest my uh my, my 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 voice as much as I humanly can. But I think the big news of the day is PlayStation Plus. All right. Yes. So PlayStation Plus is officially being rebranded. It's Being called PlayStation Plus, and it essentially brings (laughs) together. Don't you love that? But here's the here's the funny part. It's PlayStation Plus spelled out as opposed to PlayStation Plus with the plus sign. So there is a difference. That's huge. That's huge. Anyways, but that's marketing for you. Then you know how many millions of dollars Sony Sony only
1: hired to get there. They probably spent forty billion bucks. Forty million. Okay, let's while wheel it back. Forty million bucks three different teams of marketing experts. One came back with a red plus. The other said spell plus. And the other one said, we call it PlayStation bicycle. (laughs) Ridiculous. We went middle
0: route. (laughs) The PlayStation plus PLUS, it is the combination of the PlayStation now and PlayStation plus services. And then some, it's tiered, Let's talk about this a little bit. So the three tiers are PS Plus Essential, PS Plus Extra, and PS Plus Premium. This is what the three tiers give you. So PS Plus Essential is essentially what PlayStation Plus symbol is today.
1: Yeah, what we got it, today, multiplayer exactly. online.
0: Yep. Monthly PS5, PS4, downloadable games, and exclusive discounts, cloud storage, online multiplayer access. That's PS Plus. Um, monthly, it's going to be costing you 9 nine ninety nine 99 USD. Uh, or 59 99 yearly. No price change. Same. Yep. Yeah. All right. PS Marketing. Plus Extra. This gives you the monthly PS5, PS4 downloadable games, discounts, cloud storage, online multiplayer access, and it gives you a downloadable catalog of nearly 400 PS5 and PS4 games, and that is going to cost you $14.99 monthly or $9.99.99 yearly. So at launch, the lineup is going to include games like Death Stranding, Death Stranding, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, Marvel Spider-Man's Miles Morales, Mortal Kombat 11, and Returnal.
1: So all the games we bought already. Yep. Remember that conversation <laughs> because we were the having. service doesn't exist. Yeah. Remember
0: the conversation <laughs> we were having about yes. these PlayStation games kinda getting screwed because of of of, of the number of people actually yeah. having the system. Here's your solution to that. Alright. And then there's PS Plus Premium, which includes everything that I mentioned earlier, plus PS3 streaming. PS1, PS2, and PSP game catalog for download and streaming, and it also gives you time-limited game trials. And that so basically
1: PlayStation Now.
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. That tier is (laughs) (laughs) $17.99 monthly, $120 for the year. There you go. (sighs) Now, here's the thing: the biggest takeaway from all of this is that Xbox is still in the lead because Xbox has spent millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars working with publishers, buying, publishing um, companies to get the day one release on their Game Pass service here in Sony. Unfortunately, that's not going to be happening
1: yet. But almost all of these developers are in-house Sony developers. Yeah. So that's number one. So a lot of these games, if you haven't been buying them, this will be a great chance to get them, or if you freshly get a PS5, this will be a great chance. Now, just to give credence to what Microsoft spend on Game Pass, it just got leaked this week. Now, it wasn't a day one release, but Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy is on Xbox Game Pass now, and it is rumored and seems to be you know, somewhat confirmed that they spent between 5 and $10 million with Square Enix to get that game over on Game Pass. Just one game. So, yeah, Xbox have been hammering at this. Now, this is the funny quandary that I have. I don't think I'm interested in the service at all, other than the regular subscription, like the multiplayer cloud storage. Because yeah. I have Returnal, I have God of War. I'm going to buy God of War. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's the games come out far enough apart that you're okay with buying them. But the advantage of Game Pass is is that it's got that whole thing like Netflix where it's cycling in, cycling out. You jump on a game, you start playing it, you feel urgency. If it's not an in-house brand, if it is, you don't feel that urgency, but typically the quality is good. I just don't know that this is going to be something that Sony get out of the gate feeling like they won. But I think in a couple years, knowing that it exists, it might become something that becomes more attractive. Look,
0: they have to lay the foundation somewhere. Uh, Game Pass was just so far ahead, and Sony was struggling because he had two different services. So, just even the fact that they've combined them is a huge step for them to take. Now they can Mm -hmm. focus on actually working with the publishers on getting the day one releases. You see, for me, I have PS now. I have PS now because they are games that I I I never played, right? Or or games that I want to replay. So uh, so so for me, yeah, you know, for me, I'm just gonna end up getting like whatever the the Premium Plus. For me, that makes the most sense. I'm whatever. It's essentially what I'm paying now for it. It
1: is what it is. Yeah, for me, I'm, I'm not using my PS now as much as I would like to. Yeah. So that's where it cuts off for me. I think the only thing that I really drew upon with PS now or, you know, one of the services that I have on it was that I downloaded Gran Turismo Sport just to get ready for Gran Turismo. Like it was just like, oh, yeah. And it was a freebie. So, I don't fault Sony for doing it. It's necessary. Get in the competition when these companies compete. Consumers win. I'm pro-consumer when it comes to that kind of stuff for sure. Yep. So, get in there and get going. Now, I do want to bring up one story. But I'm going to bring it up now because it's so close to Sony. Yeah. And it's a real shitbag move by Sony. Do it up. And it, it cheesed me off. All right? So... They released the game, which we've talked about on here, Gran Turismo 7. And they allowed a two week period for the gamer scores to come in and the critic scores to come in. And they did not touch that game. They did not touch elements of the progress of that game. They did not touch microtransactions in that game. The minute that that, that you know, period passed, they installed a patch that took. 30 hours to apply. So the servers were offline. We found out that single player gaming needs online servers. So, number one, the fans start losing their crap because they can't even play a game offline. All right. So the game is functionally dead. So, the next thing you know, when it comes back, what do they do? They plot it full of microtransactions and they redo. The entire economy in the game So that as you're grinding You now have to grind Three to four times as much As you did pre-patch So the result of this is A car that cost you before Let's say A million dollars Or you know And you had to earn the equivalent money Which might take you a few days Now will cost you Forty dollars Cash, if you want to buy it right now, or a three-month grind in the game. Yeah. So fans got rightfully PO'd. And this is one where I know we overreact as fans, as video game fans. But I really enjoyed seeing the Metacritic score go down to 1.6 on Gran Turismo 7. I haven't logged back into the game. They have put a patch up that winds it back a little bit, gives every player a million dollars, which is the equivalent of $10 in microtransaction credits, and promises because their original statement said they wanted to make the economy look like the real-life economy. You can't have exotic cars in real life without working hard. Therefore, you should have to work hard in the game. This is They just got caught with their hand in the cookie jar. They were trying to fuck everybody And it just really cheeses me off That they sold us a full price game At $90 Canadian You know, I, I paid more than that Because I bought the digital deluxe version they, they they screwed us at $70 American $90 Canadian And then changed the entire structure of the game Two weeks after the review window closes Like, that is some Shady-ass crap by Sony and Polyphony Digital. So, shame on you guys. I'm glad that the community stood up. I'm glad that you're trying to make repairs to the game now. But you should have known that this was going to be the inevitability. The one thing that gamers always tell you is they want to be able to play offline, and they don't want their full-priced AAA games burdened down with microtransactions and keep nfts the hell away from everything please and thank you ubisoft you will not get any of my money going forward you know like this is this is the end this is it so we're done with our relationship of of all this stuff if you're going to be doing nfts and i gotta say sony you and your digital developers you and your developers better be careful because you're going to be suffering at the hands of consumers if you keep on playing these games with people. Yeah, exactly. That's the
0: thing, right there. You know, the, these video game companies—they're finding new and
1: creative ways to to to, to essentially screw you. Mm-hmm. No doubt in my mind. Like I'm even—you know—when I was talking about Ashley Burke earlier, yeah. she actually has a role in Mythic Quest. She's one of the testers, the lesbian testers. Yeah. And, like, I know that that show is heavily influenced by Ubisoft. I really want to go back and watch that show, and I don't feel like supporting any part of Ubisoft by watching it. Like, (laughs) it's kind of crazy when when that's the causalities that are tracing through the fan base because of this crappy consumer treatment. It's like, I don't want you even monitoring my Apple TV Plus account for stuff that you think you can mine into some kind of microtransaction in your game.
0: Exactly. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous, man. It's it's crazy. Like uh, I don't know. Like it, it, it's a really shitty
1: thing uh, to do. Yeah. Am I wrong for being upset about that? Like God no. God no. Because I just think when it all lines up, when it was happening, I'm like, ah, servers go down. Ah, the, oh, rebalancing the economy can happen. Let's just see what happens and if it works and all that. But when you actually start connecting the dots as to the time frame. Of all this and what they actually pulled, tried to pull. And and their reaction too. To rip it all down. Like holy cow. They were just like we're going to open up these events. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. They're completely doing what Sony did to Xbox. On the Xbox One launch. Right. Like they're just screaming back now. Going oh no. No no no. We're going to fix it. We're going to make gamers happy. Offline play. Yes. (laughs) Man all right.
0: Yeah, That's Sony for you That is Sony for you you. The unfortunate thing is Kind of lost in all the news Is the fact that Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 Whatever it's going to be called Whatever it is going to be called Has actually been delayed Until spring of 2023 I don't think there's a surprised Brain cell in my head Yeah you'd
1: be shocked In our heads
0: But apparently people were surprised
1: like, I'm sorry, but, you know, game games get delayed. I think there was something else major that got delayed until next year, too. And I'm like, oh, well, like, at you know, point. like, yeah, if you're telling me that you're thinking that it's going to be out in quarter four this year and you're telling me it's going to be quarter one or quarter two next year, I'm not shocked. Like, look at what's going on this year. All these games are hitting in February and March. These were all games intended for December. There's no way that the developer goes, We really want to crack open the end of February, like the sales gold is at February. No, people are still paying their credit card at February after Christmas, right? The bar tab is still running. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's the
0: thing, right? Like, I I think especially this year, right, especially the post-pandemic world and and shit like that. Like, it's just that's the unfortunate thing, right? The economy is still kind of rebounding. People are still a little nervous about how they're going to spend their money and when everything costs double triple what it should when inflation Ugh. is
1: 5%
0: people are going to question certain purchases
1: yeah like gas <laughs> exactly i literally made that joke to my my workmates the other day my manager and my director are sitting in a meeting and they're like so return to office we're we're thinking about plan- planning that soon and i'm like you guys can afford gas right <laughs> like- Right. Oh, like, I, I, I have an economy car, and I filled up my tank, and it was $70. Like, nope, not doing this.
0: <laughs> yep, exactly. Like, good luck trying to get people back into the office. And especially, like, you know, it's we kind of see this here in the GTA, the Greater Toronto area, where a lot of young people especially moved out of the city. Because during COVID, yeah. when everything was shut down, everything that was cool about living in a city got taken away. You know, bars were closed. Everything was closed. Everything was closed. So yeah. why were you living? Why were you spending, you know, twenty five hundred dollars for a to mini live apartment in a
1: condo box?
0: Exactly. So <laughs> people left. People are leaving, and well, they're struggling now to 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 to, to find a way back. Which is funny because, like, yeah, you know, my best friend he just recently bought a house up in Georgina. Ooh. Yeah, he's north of me. Yeah. Oh, way north of you. Way north yeah. of you. Yeah. Way north of you. Um, and yeah, he spent an insane amount because of, of you know, young people Not- just going out. But to him, it makes no difference because he's driving everywhere. He's a construction project manager. So he's wherever the construction hmm. is. So it doesn't matter to him, right? Yeah. Well,
1: even my niece, she was living in a two bedroom, like a one bedroom two room condo with her boyfriend or now fiance. Yep. And they moved like three hours away to a far away city, but they got guarantees that their jobs are completely virtual. So there's no return to office for them. Good. But yeah, a lot of people did that kind of stuff, right? They, they took the the chance. They did it like my role. I do have to go back to the office, but only for a day or two a week. And it's completely optional. My company is a very progressive company. I won't say who they are, but I'm very thankful for their leadership and their patience and understanding. And I hope most employers out there are that way. I hope that any industry where you can have the option, you do get the option. Yeah.
0: But I love how like the media and you know that there's all paid sponsorship from God, but from BIAs especially, right? because um, yeah. you know, that you can imagine the downtown Toronto BIA is hurting right now. Because mm-hmm. the offices are empty. So you're seeing more and more reports on the news and the media where it's like, oh, you are going to be forced to go back. You can lose your job, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, all right, come on. You know, people my people my age especially, right? People like younger than you, around
1: my age, yep. they don't take shit. <laughs> they really don't. Well, the, the funny thing is, is that our company was so... Um... Uh, on top of it, they had us re-sign uh, our, con- our, our, our basically employment contracts yeah. to specifically encode us as, uh, you know, um, a hybrid. Yep. So they can't force us to go back into the office. They exactly. did that willingly. That's so what... that's the problem. They didn't make everybody else do that, depending on your industry, right? So if yeah. you were going to the office every day, your employment contract hasn't changed. And the McDonald's downstairs says, we need food. We need to sell Big Macs. They're only seventeen ninety nine now.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> it's a great in show. Montreal I think over beef? the next
0: six months, six to 18 months, we're going to be seeing a lot of changes in, in, in downtown cores, especially in yeah. cities like Toronto.
1: Um, like Toronto we- and anywhere else in North America or the world. Yep. Yeah. So
0: we'll see what ends up happening. All right, man. Anything else you want to talk about in the video game space before
1: we move on to TV? Uh, Give Tiny Tina's Wonderlands a try. Say go. it again.
0: All, all right. Away, Let us talk some Halo TV show. Woo-hoo-hoo! What do you got for me, Phil?
1: Okay. Have you seen it? No, not
0: yet. This is all you.
1: Okay. This is hilarious because, first of all, I can say that Paramount Plus Canada has really bottled the launch of this because it's supposed to be the one show that is available on Paramount Plus in Canada. As our friend on the show, Fred Kennedy, tried to find out over the weekend, it took him three days to finally get a paid working version of this show on his TV. So... I think he had to do it through his Apple TV Plus account, even though it says you're supposed to be able to do it through Amazon Prime. I don't know how Paramount Plus is working in Canada, but I'm just very lucky that I have access to a Plex server. So there and is a
0: it. Paramount Plus app, but yep. it is bundled with Amazon, possible. Yep. Um, you know, so it's just weird, man. And, but and the let me bundle tell you doesn't so, work
1: so, on a console.
0: Let me tell you, well, the more so. More so So this happens with Hey You Hey You is also bundled with Amazon That's where a lot of the reality TV shows End up And sometimes it does take days For it to just show up
1: I, 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 I Hopefully they get their stuff together Because there is a way In which Xbox Are aggressively advertising That you can with your Game Pass Points So when you do certain things on Game Pass It awards you points all right and what happens is some of the games that i play regularly like forza horizon 5 i'm doing through game pass so i'm building up a massive store of points so what happens is they go hey you can buy three months of paramount plus for free Yep. just active like throw your points at it so you do that but then the app doesn't work in canada You know what I mean? It's just stuff like that where it gets really confusing. Like even for me to get Amazon prime working on the Xbox previous to the latest versions, you used to have to change your storefront to the American storefront, download the app. Then you'd put in your credentials and Amazon would recognize it and allow you access. But it was, it felt a little bit weird. It's almost like everybody's telling Fred, you know, like download a VPN, do whatever. Like I'm at the mercy of my friends, you know, plex server but i just sent him a note and i said hey i'm curious about this halo thing and yeah it was a great show i gotta say like sitting down i've watched it twice now just to make sure of you know that the the quality's there like i gotta say it opens with a lot of action um it's different than the video game i'll just warn users that Don't expect the video game. It's its own little mythos. It's its own little canon culture. It's not canon to the games. So, and I'm accepting of that. But the big headline out of it is obviously that Master Chief takes his helmet off in this episode already. Yeah. So it's not quite like the Mandalorian if you think it's going to play that card. But there's a good story. It's setting up an interesting universe. They spent a lot of time, about 45 minutes, setting up the world and setting up the path of what's going to happen. They spent 15 minutes of pure action indulgence. And the action looked a little off to me, but I don't know if that's just part of the internet streaming or if they made choices about how they shot it or what frame rate they shot it at. But overall, it's competent. Like, the action was good. The story is good. And I'm curious to see where it goes. You know, they've already renewed for a second season. So obviously the people who are watching the dailies and then the final edited product before it hits the marketplace are excited about it. And, you know, the only thing that it's missing, the only thing that I can critique about it, and I know you're going to notice this right off the bat, like the sound mixing is fantastic. It's a Toronto company that did the sound. And it is fantastic. The sound... Spacing like this is where I want to talk to Fred again because he's already commented on this but even the spatial like the spacing of the gunfire and the the everything about the sound print is great it is fantastic over the top for TV the only thing that I wish that I did better was include more of the halo music that's the one part that's kind of missing and I think I know why it's missing But it just felt like the music was very underwhelming for most of this first episode. Right. So, but it it felt like, you know, the best parts of Halo in the sense that it reminded you of aliens. You know, when the spaceships are coming in and the warthogs are driving around and the Spartans are getting ready and everything about it had this great military feel about it and intensity And, yeah, I liked it a lot. I'm I'm really, you know, I hope it doesn't crap out on us. I hope it doesn't lose the plot. You know, it set up a good little story about a girl who's on a planet that's very sought after due to what it produces. And, you know, the Covenant are there to, to get an artifact. And, yeah, the rest is leading to a great story, I think, because John intercepts that artifact and he starts, yeah, interacting with it and it's doing things to him and Halsey is really curious and it's going to be interesting there's a lot of tension points that were set up in just this first episode alone that I know are going to be themes that carry through it so yeah I'd recommend two thumbs up um, if you're a Halo fan and I am, I've spent a lot of time on that franchise and yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious to, uh, to know your thoughts when you finally get the time to take a peek at it for
0: excellent yeah no I, I, it's for sure on my list last week i caught up on the last three episodes of the first season of how we met your father
1: oh yeah 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 i've yeah. dug into the first four and how and many times did you tell me plex. to fuck off <laughs> yeah the first four and then <laughs> i got the last two on my friend's plex well there's so, ten episodes. It's ten episodes. Yeah, I, I it's just waiting for him to come in and get onto the pro and the programs, right? So I'm liking it. That's that's uh a big shout out to How I Met Your Mother or How I Met Your You know, How I Met Your Father. Seems to have some chops. I gotta say, I'm surprised. Yeah, no, it, honestly, it
0: it's very similar to How I Met Your Mother's first season. That first season was mm-hmm. very different, very whimsical, very I don't know, it was very just grounded in everything. With a good yeah, storytelling, you know.
1: Yeah, and but I love what it became. That show yeah. in particular when like I get a little bit nostalgic and that was definitely a card that they played.
0: Oh, you're going to fucking cry with the last 3 episodes.
1: I, dude, I cried at the first episode. You're going to so, cry.
0: You're going to cry like a little bitch.
1: Oh, the last probably three episodes. I am. That stuff gets to me, man. I'm telling you, because I, you know what that show oh, same. stood for, right? Like, when I was in some real dark times, that was the only thing that picked me out. Yep. And, you know, like, I really celebrated the, uh, the absurdity of some of it, even the musical aspects of it for yeah. certain seasons oh, for sure. and whatnot. That's the thing. I love the little tangents that they went on. I loved all the Star Wars references. I was endeared with the characters. And in this I can already see the roles and the 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 but the differences too. Yeah. And that's what I most am looking forward to is it's new, but it's the same. Yeah. How
0: is it different? Exactly. All right. So, one last thing to talk about, and I haven't told you yet, and Uh-oh. I have to be a little careful about how I talk about this next thing, because I was okay. given the first two episodes of a little show that some people might be a little excited for. The show goes by okay. the name of Moon Knight.
1: Woo! Oh, boy. Holy what
0: Lee Holy shit.
1: <laughs> I have to be well, very don't careful. don't long to wait, buddy. I have to be very careful about what wait. I say. So, yes.
0: All right. Oscar Isaac kills it. He's so good in this show. He's so good. Exactly. Holy shit. All right. Um, Story wise, they're doing a great job of introducing you to Moon Knight and that world.
1: Now, yeah, because it's different than the MCU,
0: and that's right? what, exactly where I was about to go. What I love about this show is that it is a part of the MCU, but it's a tangent of the MCU. So you're not getting the multiverse of madness. You're not getting this and that. You're not getting you know hidden references to uh, to the attack of New York or Thanos and and or the blip or stuff like that. There's hints yep. of it. It, it. You know what it reminds me of? Do you remember the first season of Daredevil on Netflix when it was part of the MCU but it kind of wasn't at the same time yep yep that's what this show Taking honestly that. feels like I it honestly feels like this would have been could have been was written for a Netflix series
1: hey that's that's actually a good thing like the fact that Sony or sorry that that Disney made it and they made it in that vein. Signals a lot of good stuff for not only the Marvel Universe, but Star Wars and everything else. Because things can just exist on their own. Yeah. Which is such a fantastic idea.
0: Now, and the reason why I say it is similar to the Netflix series, because this show is dark. Holy shit. This is by (laughs) far, and I'm trying to think of every MCU property out there. This is by far the darkest thing that the MCU has put out. By far. Nice. And you know how I always complain? When something gets super serious in the MCU, there's always some stupid joke to kind of bring it back down. Yep. No, that doesn't happen in this show.
1: Nice. It's a proper dramatic show. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They go balls deep in the drama. They go balls deep in horror. I know you're going to... I know how you're going to react to parts of this show. You
1: know what? Like, I... As much as I complain about horror, I it's not my strongest genre, but I kind of grew up watching slasher films. Yeah. It's, it's more so that I find them boring, right? Like, I just find that that's an easy escape. But I'll give this a try. I don't know. It depends on how weird or dark it gets. There are certain themes that will not resonate well with me, but I have a feeling that something like this is probably going to be completely palatable to me. There are times when the show, if it's good enough, those elements don't distract me from the actual event, like the actual show. Yeah. So
0: I'm hoping this is not a show for little Timmy and little Tina. Let me tell you that.
1: Okay. So it's definitely like R rated. Yeah, it's up there.
0: It's up there for no. I I would say it's closer to R than anything else. Um, you know. I could see some people not liking this. I can see people wanting this is more Dark Knight, the Batman, as opposed to anything else. So I can see people who are like, you know, who love the MCU for what it is and its kind of goofiness. They're not, you're not really getting that with what I've seen so far from the show.
1: Yeah. And that's a really good point, though, about parents. Maybe you want to preview this before you even contemplate. Bring the children into the room to watch it because I've seen some father son combos and some kids out there on Twitter saying how excited they are for this because they've read the comic books and things like that. So it might be a consideration. I'm sure there's going to be heavy warnings and whatnot, but you know, kids don't like to report the warnings to their parents. They're just going to sit there and be like, hmm. Ethan Hawke fucking fantastic in this show. Oh, I didn't even know he was in it. Fantastic.
0: He's so freaking good. He is so freaking good. Um, Yeah. Hardcore Moon Knight fans might be a little disappointed. They change things around. But you got to make it palpable for television. You got to make it good for television. You got to make it fit in the small screen. So the changes they made, I agree with and I can't talk about them. But there are changes to the core mythos of Moon Knight but I think that Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke do a great job of making you forget about that. Um, yeah, it's only a 6 episode season. I have been promised to be sent the entire series up front. Um, oh, like, you know, before everyone. Yeah. So everyone. we'll be able to be we'll, we'll be able to chat some uh, Moon Knight as it comes out. Yeah, ask him for an extra code. <laughs> I know, right? I'm, I'm, I've tried. I know. I've tried. I know. It's I know you it's do, Disney. and I know they're stingy Disney's with it. They're,
1: they're tight on that. Yep. Yep. No, and you know what? To be fair, Moon Knight might might not be my thing, but I'm excited for it just because it's something new and different, right? Like, and and even coming from that perspective, I've not got the history with the comic or the character, so the litmus test is going to be how I react to it. Because if you ask Tyler, he's going to know everything about Moon Knight. I never even heard of this dude until I saw him dressed up in the toilet paper. So, Right.
0: right. Um, Yeah. The the one thing about Moon Knight, and if people, if you remember a few episodes ago, I was talking about this in The Batman, where a lot of people were complaining, and this is my early review of the first two episodes. Just remember that. So this could change. Mm -hmm. One of the things I said about The Batman was that he didn't even factor into certain things happening and not happening in the movie. That's kind of how the Moon Knight is so
1: far. Oh, okay. But we're world-building, if anything. Yeah, but it's early. Early times. Yep. Early times. But two out of six. You know, you're almost mid-season already. That's the thing. It's I I, I already got
0: a third of the season done. Boom. Done. Wham-bam. Oh,
1: super depressing. Thank you, man. Obi-Wan obi-wan is six episodes and i'm like so excited for that i'm like oh, it's only six <laughs> oh, but oh, if the we, story we, only works in
0: six we already got told that we're like we're already got emails that uh, early may is when we're getting those codes i am um, very strict about like the review windows and and all yeah, that well, stuff
1: I would like to be the initial review on that one, where I can't talk about it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, you know that Star Wars stuff? I always t- try to send to you. No,
1: I know, and this is where I would not want to go. Moon Knight, because I wouldn't want to use that. Like, I want a fan like yourself or Tyler to to enjoy that, and I'll just you know grab the I'll, I'll cook the popcorn in the microwave. So yeah, good
0: <laughs> start. If I had to rate this out of five, I would give this. A four out of five. That's 80% crazy, crazy moon nights out of 100.
1: Out of, what, four out of five? 80%, five 80% out percent. of 100. Yeah. Out of 100%. I would give a Halo that as well right now. I mm-hmm. got to say, off of the one episode, I'll, I'll, I'd rate that episode at 80% with a yep. lot of hope that they could boost it. So, yep.
0: So there you go. Awesome. Good st- wow. good, good start. Very good start. I'm excited for it. Remember, Moon Knight comes out Disney Plus March 30th every Wednesday. A new episode drops, starts tomorrow, March 30th. If you're listening to this we'll be... after March 30th, let us know what you think of the show. And Phil, yeah. you can tell them how to get a hold of
1: us. We will be pressing the crap out of the fact that we have Moon Knight re- early review for you, too. So you can track us down on www.itscanonpodcast.com. You can look us up on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at It's Canon Podcast. You can email us at show at itscanonpodcast.com. You can subscribe you know, via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, anywhere where you find a podcast, you're going to find the It's Canon Podcast. And if you like what you hear, make sure to uh, you know subscribe and uh, leave a rate and review if the platform allows for. And be sure to tell your friends that you had a good time listening to Boris and Phil and soon to listen to Tyler. On the It's Cannon podcast.
0: Yeah, I can't wait for Tyler to come back. Always a great time with him. Oh, but always a fantastic time with you, Phil. Like I I say, it's hilarious that we talk more in the hour, hour and a half that we record this show than we do outside (laughs) of this show because of this show.
1: Yeah, it's kind of funny, but hey, it's a conversation that's a podcast.
0: Exactly. That's exactly what it is. That's it. It is the It's Cannon podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things Comic, all things geek, all things pop culture. And the best part of it all is that it's all in canon. He's Phil. I'm Boris. Till next time, goodbye. And let's uh, wrap.